Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where three hot seamen talk about football, professional arm wrestling, our worst draft day mistakes, and the end of an era. Samuel to uh, Corey Davis. I mean, Corey Davis is looking a lot better over Debo Samuel. Like, yeah, Debo Samuel is the number third guy. Is the third receiver on his team and Corey davis is the the I guy guess, potentially also well he could also He's, potentially yeah. be the third best receiver on the team well so. i'm saying it's his <laughs> it's his job to lose whereas mm-hmm. debo samuel he has to work to get there that's kind of the I difference know, man i think Corey davis is the two i think jameson crowder is still the one Oh my God! What a what a fucking fireball of a take right away. I don't disagree. You I pro- think it's pretty somehow, close. No, you somehow promoted the fourth receiver, who they had to renegotiate in order not to cut to the first receiver on the team. Dude, but that guy can ball though. I, I don't know, man. I don't think it's that bad of a take, honestly. I I, I don't think I think calling him the number one receiver and and on the Jets is a tremendously bad. Do you think calling take. Corey Davis your one is any better? Like, let's be real. Like he had a he had a nice season last season, but out, you were an owner of him, like you know. Yeah, well, first off, that 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 wasn't what I said. I said he potentially could be one, but he could also potentially be three. So I, I didn't say he was the one. I would probably more bet on on Elijah Moore being the one there. And not right I, out of the gate. Not right out of the gate, we'll man. I, I don't see that. I mean, I'm eventually I mean, sure, but not right out of the so, gate. So hold on, you have Denzel Mims ahead of, ahead of Jamison Crowder. Uh, maybe not this year, but okay, I mean, as yeah, far as get, long, get, yeah, long term fantasy okay, prospects. We're talking, yeah, we're, we're talking get this year. Like that's what I was talking. Yeah, I was say, people. I, I didn't the name Denzel Mims didn't come out of my mouth for the record. No, but you for said the, the fourth wide receiver for Jameson. So Crowder. who's number two? Yeah, like mm, I'm just doing oh, that. okay. So fair enough. I, I I was I was insinuating that Denzel Mims and it's not like okay. So Jamison Crowder has been good in spurts yes. when he's the only guy it, if if clark was on here i would invoke the jason tatum rule where someone has to get the stats so when you're the only guy in town all of a sudden you start absorbing a lot of stats <coughs> which i'm which i'm not saying he's a bad player i'm saying he's a dude that can absorb targets so when there's less targets to absorb all of a sudden jameson crowder turns into jameson crowder from the from the redskins that doesn't make him Washington any less of a number team. one just because he's on a shitty mm. team that makes him nonetheless uh, of less than a number one, right? I'm, I'm saying he's 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 easy to pay, pace out. That he's that he's the best guy there when no one's there. That's what sure. I'm saying. Sure. Okay. That doesn't that doesn't take mm-hmm. away that he's still a wide receiver of one on a bad team. <laughs> I'm all I'm saying it's not a bad team anymore. It's not a bad receiving core anymore. Uh, so but, uh, anyway, I, I what? <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think Corey a healthy Davis. Corey Davis. He's still, he's still I think a healthy Corey Davis is better than 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 uh, Jameson Crowder. Uh, we'll see. It's, it's such a coin I'll, flip. I'll, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll hackboard that out. Year. We've seen one good year of Corey. True, Davis and we have. Like fucking through the moon. We've seen the, like three good years from Jamison Crowder. And people are still off the train. Like come I on. wouldn't say like. I mean, he had like 800 yards, like which is great. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I I what I, how I see it is I think Jamison Crowder's floor is probably higher. However, the ceiling on Corey Davis is much higher. I'm sorry. I, I will say Corey Davis is. Ceiling is way higher. I agree with that. I mean, I'm um, not going to disagree, but like, we're just, we're just, we're, we're dogging our boy Jamison Crowder here. I'm like, not. I, like I, I like, I like Jamison Crowder. I mean, I, I, I mean, I. To say they're miles apart is probably a bad faith argument. Yes. But this, we're, we're still talking about a guy who's never scored more than seven touchdowns or had more than yep. like 840 yards. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's, he's a middling guy. Yes. And, he, and he's been a middling guy, uh, uh, and he looks better when the team is bad. And I don't think that receiving core is bad anymore. Okay. So, so that, so that uh, take the one good year off of Corey Davis, and then let take a look at his stats. Oh, it's a bunch of hurt years. Yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to. Pre- I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend that Corey Davis doesn't get fucking hurt all the oh, time. Dude, it, that would be ridiculous. It's going to be a seven-year breakout, man. Just just you wait. Yeah. Just you wait, no, no. man. I, I never thought I would be on tape broadcasting to the internet having arguments about <laughs> Jamison Crowder versus Corey Davis passionately. <laughs> Give me Jamison Crowder all day. All day. I don't trust Corey. I don't well, it's a, safer, it's a safer bet. It's probably the safer re- bet. Remember this in 10 days when we're in your basement full of Jaeger and, and, and whiskey on front of the hat board remind me of this because we can figure something out to put on that board of Perfect. Corey Davis versus Jamison Crowder. I was talking to, to Clark who is stuck at work today and not on the show um, earlier this evening. And 
we were kind of revisiting drafts. I'm like, I don't remember. There's two things about our upcoming rookie draft that I think are unique compared to our other rookie drafts. One, there's never been such a consolidation of draft capital, maybe ever. Because like three people have like over half of the first two rounds. Because like uh, what, what Lauren has three firsts and three seconds. Cody has two, two firsts and two seconds. Crosby has half of the second round. So like only a couple guys are going to be picking in these first two rounds. And two, the past week has been very, very potentially damaging to how we had these players ranked coming into this week. I, I feel like... I mean, some of us, sure. Some of us. Some sure. of us, yeah. In, in, and especially for someone like me who is not going to pick in the first 17 picks. I don't have my pick till 2-7. Damn. Like, it's going to be interesting just to sit there with a whiskey and watch sort of how things play out. Because I, I, I guess we're just going to kind of dive in right away and say the big thing is Travis Etienne uh, lists his Frank. His foot's fucked. He's done for the year. So sure. uh, I want to expect some, you guys to, to some people love all deal. the cats on the bag. Some, some people, it's a big not. deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the thing, I don't expect you guys to go too into detail because you guys both own several first-round picks that could potentially be fucked with. But do you think our, our draft is going to see like a big tra- uh, Travis Etienne foot ripple effect or not? Yes, absolutely. I think... I think- I mean, I think- I think regardless, he was going to fall in our draft because I remember sitting on the on the couch with you, AJ, and TC, and we were when we were all talking about like how we had our running backs ranked as they were getting picked mm-hmm. in the draft, and like you mm-hmm. and I were pretty close as far as like draft pick wise, but like TC was way high. Like I remember I was getting roasted for saying that Etn was like my RB four, maybe five, depending. But and then he, he was the like, lowest on him. Yeah, he was like what? So like to some of us. The, the Etienne foot fiasco is going to, like, ripple the board. <laughs> Me, personally, doesn't change shit because he's he's still where he would have been. Well, I mean, uh, Cody, both you and TC had pretty much had him open secret as your running back one. What is, how does this make you guys, or you feel specifically, TC's not here to talk about it. Um, so, I mean, it, it had a lot, to, with him specifically, I love the talent. It had a lot to do with where he landed. I'm not. I'm not going to break any crazy things here and say I fucking yeah. hated where he landed. Um, yeah. But the foot thing really doesn't change anything to me. Um, I mean, if he's there a little bit later, I'm, I'll snag him. I won't even like. I feel good about it. You know. Um, I think really and specifically us five, we're all playing mm-hmm. for the long con here. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think the foot thing has anything because I mean you're a guy owner or we're a guy owner at one point. Like yeah, that worked out great for me, didn't it? it? But oh, the talent, but happy. but you're willing to do it is what I'm trying to say. So I don't think it really affects yeah. us five specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the five of you that actually have first round picks. Yeah, um, I, I I think that's fair. Um, I do think people get a little too obsessed with like camp stuff and injury stuff when this is dynasty it's a long haul situation um the i mean darius guys like i took him at one two i took him right after barkley i decided he was my guy and i didn't care that his knee was fucked um i do think him flaming out i mean i know that him flaming out didn't have anything to do with how good his knee was it had to do with how good his ability to not hit women was which turns out to be bad (laughs) Um, <laughs> but where the scout reports on that, man. Like, <laughs> well, also I, I think with stuff specifically the Darius guys thing, and we're talking about old drafts today, so I think this is kind of an actually a good thing to dive into. Is I think it's important when you make a mistake, like I made drafting Darius guys, to not learn the wrong thing from it. To like, oh, I draft, I didn't draft a Darius guys when he was hurt. It didn't work out for me. So clearly, you shouldn't draft guys when you're hurt. No, 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 good sir. That's not the thing to learn. Darius guys, again's injury is not the reason that he is currently working at a fucking stop and go right now. It's because he's a fucking monster of a human and no one wants to employ him. Right. So, so I, I don't think, I mean, I, you have won one Cody. I def, if you were, if you were planning to take him there, I definitely wouldn't take him there. No, this is just, yeah. no, it's just, that is enough to think, knock him off that spot. But to say that he's somehow now a bad play or not a value play, I think is a little silly considering this is dynasty. Yep. Now I've taken him to redraft. Like, you're obviously an idiot, but whatever. Um, I guess the other big thing when it comes to dynasty rookie drafts is and speaking of hitting women, 
Jamar, Jamar Chase got accused of doing that this week. Uh, there has been no actual reporting, only Twitter reporting on it. So to you guys, does that affect Jamar Chase at all for you two? Yes. That ass. I'm not, not going to fuck around. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'll i just be honest here, whatever, so be it. I had no, yeah. like aspirations of drafting of drafting jamar chase because i already have t higgins uh yeah but like as far as like a a a character goes and like a football player like long-term dynasty i probably wouldn't draft jamar chase just because it's he's going to end up one like one of these other players that are going to be floating around like look i mean antonio brown like this is a bad example but it is an example antonio brown i think it's killing it pretty good example killing (laughs) killing the game Loses his fucking mind, starts going crazy, and now he's like bouncing around from team to team to team. Like, the dude had some good years. So, like, could Jamar Chase have some good years? Sure, but like, could his character always be fucked? Absolutely. And and I think he's because he was kind of written in stone before this news came out as like one two, or one one in some, or or one one in some situations. Yeah, absolutely. Again, especially let's look at let's look at who owns. One two in our league, which is Mrs. Pete Lauren. That makes in a vacuum. Jamar Chase is a fantastic pick for her. Mm-hmm. She has CD Lamb. You 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 group CD Lamb and Jamar Chase together. Boom, you're good. Yep. You're good. You're golden. However, all of a sudden, I mean, do you, can you risk that? Can you take that L? Can can she afford to just? To, to blow a high equity draft pick like that when she has so much work to do i i, I don't know I, I, and that, that's not me being facetious and saying like oh you shouldn't do that like i legitimately don't know it is one of those things where it's like how much risk are you willing to invite and also again this is like item 36 when you're deciding who to draft it's important to draft fantasy football is fun and especially in dynasty when like owning a guy is a bigger investment you should own guys that you want to root for and if yeah. that sort of stuff floating around uh above jamar uh above chase's head like maybe don't maybe maybe don't want to root for him anymore and maybe instead you go ah, I'll, I'll i'll go ahead and take a running back or, or kyle pitts or because like i think maybe the guy that benefits the most from this from like dynasty equity is kyle pitts because god damn does he look nice and safe and sexy all of a sudden like he, he looks like about the outside of of harris which we're assuming is going one one right he all of a sudden becomes the the safest thing at the top of dude the draft. it's so, so true um because i was making a run at one two like a yeah. dead ass like i, I didn't get it yeah. and it's not going to happen that's fine but like so yeah if i had one two that would have been a hard decision between chase and kyle pitts for me this mm solidifies what my personal second overall pick would be just like that. Like I would take Kyle Pitts and I'd, I'd be, I'd feel good about it. Fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah. And the other thing about chase was like, he was getting some bad camp buzz, which I don't ever fucking buy. Some, some no. dudes take a second to click in the league and he's in a, in a dysfunctional place. So I, I doubt his coaching is necessarily super nailed down. So I, I never really bought into that. I've seen enough, chase to know that he's a fucking stud he when he's on the field like, he's dropping passes and whatnot like the dude hasn't played football in two years right like, let, let, let his hands warm up people like yeah. just lay off it that and how long it, does it take receivers to really pop off it it's like odell beckham was like a once in a generational thing where he was insane his you know what i mean but like the amount of times now where that did he go now where did he go Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying first round specifically. I'm not yeah, sure. first year, first round. Odell, man, whatever. That's or Jefferson a, this past year. Yeah, yeah, like those. But there are plenty of wide receivers that are slow to start and kill it. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't. I don't even like. Even if he's dog shit for the rest of the season, I'm still not going to count him out. If he's still playing football, who know? Who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, and also, this could turn out to be nothing. Absolutely, she could like literally before I even post this, she could tweet out. You know, JK. Yeah. Or it could just be know, some or, clout or chasing. You you have no idea. Like you don't. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the world we live yeah. in. So, so 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 we don't know. Hopefully, within the next uh, ten days, twenty hours, and fifty six minutes, uh, we'll get some clarity. Or at least I hope you guys do. For me, it's going to be funny to watch. So I don't really care how confusing. It is I, I mean, if he falls to yeah. you know nine yeah. ten <laughs> overall, I'll take him. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so well, since we're all in the mood to talk Dynasty and Draft, and it's literally the only thing that we have room for our mind and our heart right now, True. we thought we would dive back to our 2019 rookie draft and sort of say uh, all the horrible, disgusting mistakes that we made. And uh, we'll kind of dissect that now that we have two years to see how these players panned out and to see how dumb we all are. Except for Pete. So, is it, is it, well, Pete's pretty dumb, too. We can, we can get to the ways that Pete's dumb later. But uh, let's go ahead, and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read off <laughs> the whole first round, and then we'll, what we'll do is, e how about each of us goes and picks a pick to talk about in that round, and we'll do that for, um, let's say, the first three rounds, and then we'll just kind of cherry-pick the last two, because no one cares about how Josh Oliver is doing <laughs> at pick 5-5. Five, five. True. There's, wait, um, oh, I will say... <laughs> Okay, I have a bit, but we'll do it later because I do want to talk about the last round of this draft. But we'll okay. get there. All right. Well, uh, remind me to come back to the bit. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> one one was David Montgomery. One two was Miles Sanders. One three was Josh Jacobs. One four was T.J. Hawkinson. One five was Devin Singletary. One six was Akil Harry. One seven was McCole Hardman. 1-8 was Debo Samuel, 1-9 was DK Metcalf, and 1-10 was Daryl Henderson. So, Cody, what pick there stands out the most to you that you want to talk about? Good, bad, or interesting? So, I mean, we could just talk about Nikhil Harry, and you guys can fuck off. That was a value pick at that time. But I do mm -hmm. want to say, I think Kroz, in the first round, we're not, we're not going to talk about the second round yet. Yeah. We're going to get there. But... I think David Montgomery 1-1 was a solid pick, to be completely honest. Uh, you could argue that DK Metcalf would have been a better pick, and absolutely, but I don't think it was that bad of a pick. Out of all these running backs. I mean, considering that we have the time machine, you know, we could obviously go, yeah, A.J. Brown or DK Metcalf there are clearly better picks. Well, A.J. Brown went in the second however, round, but yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, get but there. I, I, yeah, I, I'm just saying that... Um, I don't disagree with you there, that considering both the knowledge we have now and the knowledge he had then, I, that, that's a pretty solid pick. It, it wasn't is. a total explosion, and he, and he has got some nice production out of it. He was the top five fantasy receiver, uh, running back last year, so, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, and TJ Hawkinson is TBD. Um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not ready to bail. I think TJ Hawkinson definitely has a lot of talent and a big future. In the NFL, I think I like him a lot. Really pick, yeah. um, so honestly, at the time, I I thought that was kind of a bad pick, but in hindsight, it Voldemort though, looking at his draft, woo, it's a good draft <laughs> for him. That was me, right? I took T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, you took T.J. Yeah. Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, my. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. I I'm misreading this. Then, well, shit. Great pick. So, great fucking well, pick. Yeah, because he went. Four, four overall, which is which four overall, which at least for the next ten days is the highest the tight end's ever gone in our. Yeah. In our That's about time. to change for damn sure. Yeah, so I think considering that gamble, it, it's paid off really great. Yep. What, what, what do you think is the most interesting pick in that round, uh, David? I mean, as of right now, going back, Debo Samuel. What is that? An eight? One, yeah. Eight, six, seven, eight. Like. Yep. One he 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 could have even been in the second round with the amount of talent that's that was left in the second round, that would have bumped up to the first round, knowing what we know now. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I think you could say there was a block there from one six to one eight where Nikhil Harry, McCole Hardman, and Debo Samuel went back to back to back. Yep, and those are like. I mean, what Debo Samuel is the fourth or fifth best receiver in this draft. Looking back at it, it and um, and it, it, and yeah, like there was definitely some mis mis scouting at the top, especially with the the Hardman and Harry picks. Like, I got about three with those two guys on the board. It, it it looks looks gross, man. It looks real gross. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just saw Terry McLaurin going at the third into the third yeah, round. Yeah, even, oh, because yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's three. Fuck. Damn, dude. Yep. What a what a good scouting thing by Clark there. Holy shit. So I'm actually going to go off board a little bit here. And I'm going to say the most interesting pick just because of how things have played out was how it played out that day 
and how it's played out long term is Devin Singletary at five. Because I do remember when he like that was kind of everyone's secret crush. Everyone's like, oh, I like Devin Singletary. I can't wait for him to drop and then we're going to jump on him. And then he goes one five and, and like everyone's charts went up in the air at the same time, especially uh, our, our good dear uh, JV hot boy Nick. Uh, and that blew up his entire board. Yeah, I remember that. That, fuck, <laughs> yeah. dude, that ended his whole career. I remember him sitting in the corner yeah. on his little laptop. Yeah, I remember like, that. Trying to, because that's who he was going to take at, at pick two, too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got I to gotta scramble now and, and find another dude. And like all of us felt that way. Yeah. It's like, oh, Devin Singletary would be a nice value. And he has at moments been a nice value, but especially how the rest of this draft goes, he's he's definitely not not 1 5. No, not even fucking close. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about the first <clears throat> round before we, we go ahead and start reading off how the second round went? I hate I hate drafting the first round is all I've learned from this fucking thing. It makes it hurt more. Dude, it does. I, if this is a continuing thing, I just feel like I'm going to be on the board of shame every time. So, <laughs> I mean, you can get yeah, yourself right. off the board of shame just by trading him. Like Devin said, <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Said, you know what? This isn't what I paid for. Bye. No, you're right. Yep. As a, uh, as a Keneal Harry uh, owner. Yeah, you're right. All right, so pick two uh, two one is Hollywood Brown, two two Bad. Andy Isabella, two three JJ Ortega Whiteside. Yikes. Ooh, we're on a streak. Yikes. We're on a streak now. Two four AJ Brown. All of a sudden, things are looking different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and two two five Darwin Thompson. Mm. Who that? Two six Paris Campbell. Two seven Justice Hill. Mm. 2-8, Noah Fant. 2-9, Kyler Murray, first quarterback off the bird. Bur- off the bird. bird. And then 2-10 uh, is Irv Smith. Yeah. So, gentlemen, pick, pick a pick. I mean, it's I'm obviously... Go first. I'm going yeah. first and saying Justice Hill. I'm okay. taking my own pick because that was, that, was, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> I thought it was going to work out. I was like mad. Back, and it just did not work out for me. <sighs> At the time, dude, dude, Justice Hill was a hot commodity, though, dude. I was. was. That's what that 40 time will do, man. That 40 time will all of a sudden make you yeah. think the guy can play football. But it turns out, just fast. Just fast. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I kind of do want to piggyback off the Justice Hill thing for one second. I think one of the most deadly traps of every second round is going after those running backs. Because, like, second-round running backs are really cock-teases and can really burn you. Because look at the guys that went in this in, in this second round here. These are guys who don't clearly have starting jobs. They have right. potential and situations. And all of a sudden, they they just become way, way, way bigger rolls of the dice. Specifically, Darwin Thompson, who has done a big old heap and bowl of nothing, and Justice Hill, who has done a slightly larger bowl of nothing. Um I, I do think, I mean, I'll say this about this year. There's a lot of Chuba Hubbards and Kenneth Gainwells and sort of stuff yep. kicking around <clears throat> yep. that seem like landmines in the second round, too. I know. I've looked at them. I have two late second rounders. They've been in my brain. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm just saying. It's just saying. It, it is an interesting like statistic, just based off of what I'm seeing here, that it's a lot easier to look at tape and look at what scouts are seeing when it comes to running backs and take that as gospel. And it doesn't always pan out with ride receivers. There's a lot more like potential to break out almost um, as a receiver and tight end from I'm seeing on this. uh, Yeah. All those tight ends turned out real good. Yeah. This is a good tight end draft to be Mm -hmm. completely honest, Um, especially one coming up later, but even Noah Font, or Fant. Is it Fant or Font? Mm-hmm. It's Fant. Fant? All right. Fant. Um, like, I like Noah Fant. I, I hate that that whole team is a clusterfuck, as we've talked about at nauseum at this point. But um, <clears throat> even him there, I don't I don't dislike that. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there for him. I mean, I'm going to take the easy one out here and go A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, that's insane. That's one, that's one one all day. Um, mm-hmm. easy and he fell so far and Hollywood Brown I don't know I, I don't think that's a bad spot 
for him. I mean, I don't I don't know the future of him as a player, but I mean, I don't mm. think he's bad. I, I would have been happy if I drafted him there, you know. Yeah, I mean, so look at doing the quick little count right there. AJ Brown was the eighth receiver off our board. That's insane. That is fucking insane. And, and to sort of like make an ex- there's no excuse for that for the record. Like that was just a fuck up for our league. Like one every year, our rookie draft like banishes a a wide receiver for a totally dog shit reason deep into the second round and then every year like oh that was fucking stupid we did we did it to calvin ridley in our first year we did to aj brown this past year oh man i don't even know who we did to uh brandon Ayuk. i guess we banished to the mid second round oh yeah that's true i I guess we would probably be the one from this past year but like we do it every year every fucking year so shame on us it was because he was a titan that's the only reason people didn't want to fucking deal with them. Because the di- Titans were dog shit. They right. were still led by Marcus Mariota. No one thought the dude could throw. He thought he was there to die. And I mean, we were we wrong. Banished, Sometimes better bet than the good player. Yeah. We banished Chase Claypool, too, into the third round. That's we did. That's true. Because we, we were all yeah. afraid of his quarterback. We didn't know he could play. You're right. I mean, and that, that's Yeah, just, that was a super different That issue. just comes yeah. down to it being always believe in the talent over anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, talent will always... Are, are you, Always. Are try. you good at football? Yeah. Are you good at football? Can you play football? Because if you're going to play football, especially, especially as I kind of going back to what I said earlier, especially if you're a receiver, if you can ball out, you can ball out, no matter who's throwing you the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, to real quick before I talk about my pick, I, I just want to just highlight the the double oof back-to-back of Andy Isabella and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside oh. right before A.J. Brown. Yeah. Those are, those are some of the most deep oofs we've ever had. Um so, so good on you, uh, Nick and Thompson, and then me for later trading for JJ Ortega Whiteside. And now I have him um, for some reason. Yep, and now and now Cody has. Or did him, I so. cut him? Actually, I cut him. Never mind. No one owns him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but we all got our fingerprints on him. We're all criminals here, yeah. especially Cody. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so the thing I want to talk about though is Kyler Murray at two nine. So every year the first quarterback goes in the second round. Like every year, at least one sneaks in there. We play in a play ten-team, one-quarterback league. Their value is kind Flash. of as depressed as you can well, do it do- in the shit. NFL. It's complete dog shit. Unless it's dog shit. Unless you have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray or a guy that's going to put up thirty every week, then all of a sudden you have an extra ten-point bonus on all the guys you play True. against. <clears throat> um, so. It'd be. I think this year is very, very interesting because I think for the first time, at the very least, at the very least, we'll have more than one quarterback go in the second round or before. I think this is the season before. where we could see a quarterback go in the first round for the first time. Especially with Travis Etienne falling, that's possible. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, not to get too inside baseball when it comes to our league, when you go pick by pick, it's just kind of hard to find a home for him is the only issue. Um, but it's just going to uh, have someone decide that, nope, I'm, I want this guy that this bad. I'm going to take him here, right. regardless of what else they have going on. Um, but, yeah, and it's more interesting, I think, this year with uh, Trey and Justin Fields, like when people want to pull the trigger, especially now that we have multiple Bears fans in this league. I just have yeah. to feel like... Well, and the talent Fields. matches up with that fandom. Oh, yeah, and he also looks... He also looks as yeah. extremely good. But, man, yeah. you're, you're right. I think, actually, um, if we're taking out A.J. Brown, Kyler Murray, it's a good pick. Um, so, let me see. Uh, now on to the third round. This is the last one that <clears> we will um, go over in its entirety because I do think it's actually interesting. So 3-1, Miles Boinkins, 3-2, Alexander Madison, 3-3, Damian Harris, 3-4, Jalen Hurd, 3-5, Preston Williams, 3-6, Hakeem Butler, 3-4... Shut up. I just laughed. I just laughed saying this six Shut pick. up. 3-7, uh, th- Daniel Jones, 3-8, Terry McLaren. God damn. 3-9, <laughs> Tony Pollard. Uh, and then 310, Rockwell Armstead. So, gentlemen, pick your picks. I really wish that TC was here. So I can say to his s- smug little fucking muscle shirt wearing face, fuck you. Because, goddamn, he can draft. 
I'm gonna be honest. And, and yeah. Deontay, like I'm just saying, like he's got some nice picks here. Um, this was a very killer draft. He killed this draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, a standout Terry McLaurin this late. Goddamn, that's that's value upon value upon value. I mean, what in reality, he's probably the third best receiver here behind DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. No doubt, no doubt. Um, Tony Pollard honestly isn't that bad of a pick either to be honest this late like a late third round yeah that's an incredible pick yeah. um i mean that's what i got i all these others i don't even know who they are nowadays unfortunately so i mean i was looking at that tony pollard yeah uh, i mean yeah that that's crazy for him to be that far to the third round and like he's one of the best like i want to say best but he's one of the better backups or handcuffs that you could have in like a fantasy football especially dynasty like every time that dude touches the ball, it's it's electric. <clears throat> and then he he was he was scooped up in the late third round. Like he could have been a second round value, and no one would have batted an eye at this point. Yep. So I also think I, I spoke earlier about how the second round is a trap. I feel like this is exactly the area where these players need to be going. Because like, look how much better the third round was for these running backs in the second round. And I know that's not exactly tight science, but just as an example, Alexander Madison was startable and an excellent handcuff to uh, Dalvin Cook. Damian Harris looks like he might actually pay off this year and was startable in games last year. Tony Pollard. We just had a whole thing on Tony Tony Pollard. Like, that's so much better than Rockwell Armstead and Justice Hill. And, like, it's just a better place to take those players. Yeah. Um, And... I, I do think the and wide receiver wise, I mean it's kind of a few nothing burgers here. Hakeem Butler was an oof, you know that that, that super did not work out there in Arizona. Jalen and uh, Jalen Hurd cannot keep himself on the field. Miles Boykins, I I, mm. I really feel like if he was anywhere except Baltimore, that he might because he's he's been a real competent receiver there for them, and they just don't throw to receivers especially not his kind of receiver right so i it's one of those guys where i still think he's probably a better player than what we've seen and preston williams has been great except he's just always 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 fucking hurt yep. so he's not functionally useful in fantasy at the end so rather than just going over these last two rounds fourth or fifth round just kind of start throwing things out there that that good bad interesting which of these kind of stick out to you um yeah, um, I, fucking, I'm trying, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't have a good enough grasp of the English language to really kind of get my emotions into this. Darren Waller, in the fourth <laughs> round of this fucking draft, is the reason why I am bald today, <laughs> is the only thing I can say. That's incredible. That is, I, I don't know if that was a coin flip, if he was, you know, it's the last tight end on the board. Why the, well, he wasn't the last tight end, but he's one of the last tight ends on the board. Fuck it. But my God, you, I, you know what, Cross, I'll, I'll call you out. I, don't, I know you don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. You didn't scout that. You just picked a random fucking name and no, you got very he, lucky. He nope, he, nope. I remember the situation around that. Hard knocks. It was uh, 100% hard knocks. He 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 was also the camp baby of the entire offseason. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, watch out for this guy! Watch out for this guy! Watch out All for right. this guy!" Yes, and we do do yes. to clarify for our, he was our dynasty he was, players yeah. out there. All right, All right. Our, our our rookie drafts, you can draft anyone you want. Like, there's usually only two or three non rookies that go every year. This will happen to be Darren Waller this time. Sure. Well, no, not our, just that. Yeah. Eli was picked in the fifth round. <laughs> yeah, that that was a boob pick. I'm not really sure what Nick was thinking there. I um, was thinking he needed a quarterback, and he was, like, grasping at straws. Yeah, yeah I mean. Which, if you need a home for I, I a quarterback get, in the first round this year, look to Nick to supply that. I suppose. But, you know, it's a little bit different now. He has, you know. He has Tom Brady and Tua now, so I mean, he's not quite as desperate as he used to be. But, uh, I mean, uh, the guys no, that went after... Yeah, yeah. Th- this is maybe the worst fifth round we've ever had. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I don't, there's literally no hits. It's literally... I, it, you the, can the meme on me all you want. Drew it's Drew Locke. Drew Locke, Drew Locke, yeah, Drew Locke is, is the best unironically the best pick in this round. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I mean, the f- the fourth round there was still some some juicy juice in there. There was Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson's a which, big one. That's a big pick. Yeah, he 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 fell just because of how deeply buried he was. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Myers has had some utility. Ty Johnson's had some utility, and so has Hunter Ren- Renfro. Mm. So there's not any. I mean, Deontay Johnson is the banger. It, it, Deontay Johnson and Darren Waller went back to back picks, and. They're, they probably could have both been first rounders if you're redrafting today. That's the fucking loop. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, those were absurd, absurd, absurd steals. Um, uh, but yeah. God, the hit rate uh, on this is woo! Disgu- disgusting. It's There's some bad, bad dude. There is, yeah. This is why I wanted to talk about it because I think this is by far our worst draft. This was the most wildly incompetent draft we've ever this had is my this eyes. is my worst draft like i'm looking i went Nikhil harry into paris i almost said paris hilton it may as well be um hakeem <laughs> butler demaria crockett i don't even know who the fuck that is man and then drew luck <laughs> drew luck is arguably my best draft pick of this class <laughs> daniel jones don't forget you took daniel jones I mean, well, it's a coin flip between the two. I did take Daniel Jones, and honestly, yeah, on the Jones quarterbacks, meme, meme, I'll me all you want. I probably took the the second and third best fucking, you know, quarterbacks in this in this draft. Congratulations! I'm currently organizing your parade. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. But okay, so, so so Pete, looking at this draft, how do you how do you feel you did in this draft? Uh, I mean, I did I, I didn't do very well either. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson. I'll still take that as a win because tight ends take a couple yeah, years absolutely. to. to what well, and you also think. have your tight end going forward now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right, you're, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm yeah, good on tight good end. Devin Singletary I picked up and immediately traded. Uh, same thing with DK Metcalf, which looking back, like I got good value for it, but at the end of the day, like he's probably top five wide receivers in dynasty right now that I gave up for. Yep. Two set two firsts, so like I probably could have got more value for him. Uh, but after that, dude, it's nothing but garbage. Like, Justice Hill, not even on my roster anymore. Raquel Armstead, gone. Like, Quadre Allison, gone. Like, everybody I have past the second round, I don't have anymore. Um, yeah, I... I so, I, I, have, I have mixed feelings on my... So, I only had two... I only had three picks in this whole draft. I had two firsts and a fifth. And I had one, two, and I took Miles Sanders... I'm super happy with that pick. Uh, the guy has some injury issues, but when he's on the field, you start him every week. Like he's, he's been a really productive back. Yeah. Um, I don't think McCole Hardman's a bad pick. It's a bad pick considering the receivers that went after him. Um, I, I overdrafted him and I took him ahead of other players. I, I don't hate the pick because I still love hope of him as a prospect, but it was definitely a a draft blunder because I, I, I didn't do it right. And then I got Calvin Harmon in the fifth round who is dead and gone. So whatever. It's a mess. It's bad. This is a rough yeah. draft class, man. Yeah. Oh man. It sucks looking I at it. I wish I hadn't, hadn't revealed this to the world actually. God, it's a little bit embarrassing. Damn. But, uh, and this will be posted on our Facebook. Absolutely. So you guys can actually physically see these boards. Um, so I guess let's, let's do a quick exercise. Let's, let's redraft this draft. Mm, I like that. So I like that. So, so, so Cody, I'm going to give you the first pick and then I'm going to give Pete the second pick and then I'm going to have the third and we'll just keep going around like that. So I'm on one. Are we just doing like the first three rounds? Are we doing the whole draft? Let's just, let's just do the first like 12 picks. Let's just do it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that we're gonna get to the fifth round. Like, I don't. We're like, we don't want. Yeah. Left, there's only so. there's no, only no, no. like ten to twelve people here worth drafting. Um, and I gotta I gotta stick with my boy. Uh, I'm gonna go AJ Brown one one. I just am. Okay. I'm, I'm the, I'll stick with my dude and go DK. One two. DK. Let's see now now I eventually uh, I enter the picture like actually as a conversation here. I think it comes down to. At this point, probably a discussion between Terry McLaren or Josh Jacobs. Nah. Um, I I think you probably take Terry. Longevity, Terry. you take Terry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you take Terry. If you're yeah. if you're yeah. like if you're a competitor and you 
like the only piece you need is a running back, you have your younger wide receivers, then you take Josh Jacobs because, you know, running backs have yeah. a, 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 sh- a shorter shelf life, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and I would argue... I would argue that there's still a chance we still haven't seen the best Terry McLaren football yet. I, I still agree. think he probably has a ceiling that goes yep. up, especially now that he has a guy that's going to fucking sling this year. Yep. Absolutely. So I, I agree yeah, 100%. I, okay. Um, so back to you, Cody. You're at four now. What are you doing? This is a tough one. Um, I, I would actually probably take TJ Hawkinson here. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I really okay. would. So his his value has held. He's the first guy to pick where he actually. Went. I I personally feel that we haven't seen the best out of him either. Uh, I think he's definitely on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's agreed. There, I'd pick him there. All right, Pete. Oh man, now it gets tough. It does. <laughs> yeah. Now it gets tough. So we're at one. Five. I think the next one's easy. Actually, I think the one. next one's easy. I think after this, it gets it gets tough. Well, we're at one five, correct? Correct. Yes. Oh man. I mean, I guess I have to go with just like his his last season. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, maybe not. Uh, one five. I'm probably gonna have to go with Darren Waller. Yep, I think that's that's the easy one. I think I think Darren Waller is is the best at one five. And then at one six, I I, I think I probably go. I go Josh Jacobs there. I think now now it's time for him to come off. He's been as solid a, a running back draft pick as as you could want. Some injuries here and there, but dude's getting volume. This I is Josh Jacobs. I will say I I, I agree with you um, in saying mm-hmm. that, but this running back class is pretty weak. It's it's trash. It's it's it's. it's thank you. I was trying to put it lightly. Yeah, it's no, not no, good, it's man. Su- it's super bad. It's super bad. They're the two best guys are high end twos. Or I, and I guess I don't know why I'm so hesitant to give Dare uh, give Mon- Montgomery credit when he was just a top five guy. I guess I'm not. But, I'm, well, I'm I'm there too because I was looking at this and I didn't see Darren Waller until I said it. But I was debating yeah. back and forth in my head. I'm like, do I go Josh Jacobs or do I go David Montgomery? Like I really don't have faith in Montgomery. But fuck, man, do I really want to take like this Josh Jacobs train? I just don't trust like fucking Gruden to give him the ball. I uh, just yeah yeah. I mean he. I, I think that's the right pick. I, I would go Jacobs. So it, it goes back to you, Cody. What do you think? Man, this is tough. Um, <clears throat> this really is tough. I got it between two guys. Um, I would never do this in an actual draft, but I'd probably take Kyler Murray here. That's where I would go to. Yeah. I think he's by far the, the he, he's. It's between he's him and David player. Montgomery, but at, if I'm going to yeah. go with actual talent, Kyler Murray balls out. I, I like him a lot. All right, so uh, 1-8 to you, Pete. Oh, man, I feel like I have to take David Montgomery here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the right. I think I have to. Like, there's no one, like, do I, uh, no, David, it has to be David Montgomery. Like, do I take Preston Williams? No. I would take David, take David Montgomery David. there. You have to take David Montgomery, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then I'd probably go Miles Sanders at one nine there. And then, um, and now we're done with running. I was gonna say <laughs> Deontay Johnson would be my next pick right there. Yep, and I'm yep, good to go. Yep. I'm solid. I'm happy. I like my team. Yep. I, yep. I I think Deontay, Deontay Johnson is a clear ten there. Um, where would you go <clears throat> next? Out of curiosity, there, Pete. So Me? you should be the eleventh pick. Where would yeah. I go next? Uh, no offense. Yeah. Yep, Noah Fant, I think, is clearly. And now at 12, we've entered Grosstown, USA. There's one guy um, on there that could be nice and that I know I would take, but I'm not going to say. I want to hear what you got. It's between two guys. So I'm going to go Irv Smith. Woo! All um, right. Damn. Yeah, just okay. just because I don't believe in Hollywood. I think it's a conversation between Hollywood and Irv Smith there. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to go Irv Smith. I had I actually had Debo Samuel or Tony Pollard there. Uh, I think we forgot about Debo Samuel. I just forgot. Debo, Samuel, Debo Samuel would have been my pick there. Yeah. Tony Pollard I would, is I would there, go too. Debo, I would go Debo Samuel over Irv Smith. Yeah, I, I, just, I just missed him. Okay. Yeah, De- yeah, I would go Debo Samuel there. And then, like... God, what a weird... We're talking about even <laughs> even rosterable guys here. So even rosterable guys, I think, left you have Damien Harris, 
Uh, Tony Pollard. Um, Tony Pollard. He would have been my next pick anyway. Yeah, Irv Smith. Uh, Hollywood. Did you say Hollywood? Yeah, we we we've mentioned. All right. Him. I mean, honestly, so, there's not. You. I mean, if we really as much hate as he gets, <clears throat> let's be real. Alexander Drew Madison. Lock. Drew Lock would be on this board at one point. He, he's a quarterback well, in the not, NFL, yeah. and he could play him. Like, let's be honest. I mean, it, it, rosterable, you could then throw in Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones as well. They're the um, same person. I'm not I mean, convinced. I mean, maybe some depth pieces like Alexander Madison and Ty Johnson and that's it. Preston Williams. and Yeah, like, so there, there's that's some. It, man. That's it. So so what we got, like, under, so like, maybe we're pushing 18 guys that are maybe even rosterable yep. out of this draft. And then maybe, what, 10 team. guys that are startable, if that, mm-hmm. actually. I didn't, I'm just making an estimate. Like, that just shows you. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I think you give it for a whole first round worth of starters. So 10 guys yeah. that are startable? If, if, oh, if we had drafted perfectly, you could have got value. That's that's out of every one of your first round insanity. Picks. That you got you get a twenty percent of the people if you draft well will actually be on your team at the end of the year. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Man, and I think the only guy I can think of that wasn't drafted that is maybe you could put on a roster from this class was Dawson Knox. And and even if I mean if you're in a league where Dawson Knox isn't rostered, I'm like I don't think you're insane. Right. But like 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 that's the only guy I can think of that came out of the undrafted class here that was that's cr- even worth owning either. I usually do like a quick like a, like wind down topic. So I so I have one for you guys. I was talking to one of the guys I was in a, I'm in a redraft league with, and he was saying it's like oh man I've been so busy I haven't really been paying attention this off season like I feel like I don't know some of the players I'm like weird thing to say about some of your fantasy league with but um <laughs> he, he uh it, i was kind of being polite and i'm like yeah man we're kind of at a at a watershed moment this is kind of like a between eras season and i'm like because what we're doing is we're seeing kind of the end of brady the end of ben roethlisberger the end of rogers we've already seen the end of manning we've seen the end of breeze like like the, the these guys are are getting out of the league mm-hmm. and, and much like like we did over a decade ago. We saw Young and Elway and Marino and all these other guys leave the league and hand it over to Rodgers and Manning and Brady and stuff. So I, I guess the quick question would be, I mean, the obvious answer is Mahomes. The, this league belongs to Mahomes for the next 10 years. But I don't know. Who who are the Marinos and the Breeze and, uh, you know, the, the Steve Youngs? Like, like who who besides Mahomes does the next 10 years of the NFL belong to? if we think that Rodgers and, and Brady are on their way out here? Um, my pick, besides the obvious, probably be Josh Allen. Okay. Um, dude is, I like the way he plays. He keep, He's passionate as fuck, and I think he's he's here to stay. Um, because when he came in the league, he, was, he had a lot of doubters, and, and me included. I didn't think Josh Allen was shit. Um, mm-hmm. But man, yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's here to stay, and he's a. Yeah, I like watching him play too. I mean, Josh Allen was mine as well, but I think Joe Burrow. I mean, we know we, know we haven't seen okay. a full season of him, but I think Joe Burrow makes a comeback. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when I, he was on the field, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy, <laughs> this guy's yeah, serious." Yeah, he was looking very good. Absolutely. I think the the interesting, I guess. Uh, flavoring on that question is all those guys that uh i named earlier owned the league because they were great players and hall of famers and stuff but also they won championships right i think the only only guys that i said that didn't win a championship in that whole thing was marino um that's crazy actually someday i would like like to do a whole podcast on on literally just on dan marino because i think he's just a completely fucking wild career and character but um so I think when I ask this question, I also have to think, who do I think is going to win a championship or championships here um, in, the, in the next 10 years? And that's why I do think that Josh Allen was probably the right answer, because I do think of the young quarterbacks besides Mahomes, I think the next guy to put a ring on is probably going to be Josh Allen, because I just think his team is better and his organization just seems really solid and well put together and sure. run. Um, the other two guys that kind of came to the front of my mind. I think 
where the argument comes is in that level. I don't think they're in organizations or on teams that I think are terribly well put together, but I think they're great and have the potential to, you know, to win championships. And that was Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert. Like, I think those are the two guys that could go on, especially, especially Kyler Murray is such a goofy looking guy and kind of a weird vanilla personality, but he has such an iconic way of playing the sport that I really feel like he has a chance to, to, to to be an icon and to define an era. I just don't know. I mean, I hate to see this, you know, with our absent co-host here, but like they look okay right now, but they've had such a turbulent history as from ownership all the way down to their front office. It's like, I have a a little bit of doubt that they're ever going to just be able to get it put together for Kyler to do anything. And same with, with the chargers. We talk about the chargers being a fucking curse pit of despair all the time. So Will Justin Herbert break that is really a discussion. True. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, I'm with you there. Like, Justin Herbert would probably be the next closest <clears throat> up, but, ah, uh, man, like, I just can't, I just can't get behind Kyler Murray. Like, I just don't have hmm. the same belief or, or, like, backing that I would for, for Kyler Murray. Um, I mean, and then, like, if you want to look in that, that, that same vein, like, could Baker Mayfield turn into something? I mean, he could. With with the Browns organization, they're turning that around. Like, could he turn into something? He could. It's definitely the shit to get off the pot year for him. I do think we will know who Baker Mayfield is for sure after this year. I think it's very interesting that no one said Lamar Jackson. So I w- I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. the reason why I didn't bring up Lamar Jackson is the same reason I didn't bring up Kyler Murray. Um, we're talking about longevity. We're talking about next ten years. I, you can give me that look all you want. I, I just don't I don't see it from either one of them. I, I love watching both the quarterbacks play, but I just I, I don't know what I don't really have a way to explain it. I just I kind of put them in the same bucket okay. where I just don't see the longevity um, of 10 years in the, in the NFL as a top you know, quarterback. Um, if I'm going to make another pick and I'm going <laughs> This feels bad um, saying, but if Deshaun Watson gets through all this shit and he goes to a different team that's better managed than ours, that's another pick for me. Deshaun Watson on a team that's actually like capable of managing a football team and actually building around him and realizing that talent, I think he's a, still a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah, but I he think would summer of yeah. He would have to go to like a solidified team where he is the last. He would. Champion. He would. His landing spot has a lot to do with that. I'm not saying that, and that's why I just bring him up. Like, obviously, he's not my answer. Josh Allen's my answer, but I think that depending on where he lands, that could be a serious. Like, if he goes to a team that's already like built and actually has a head office that knows what the fuck they're doing and isn't a racist piece of shit, he has serious potential to run this fucking league against Pat Mahomes. Man, can you put? Can you imagine putting Deshaun Watson on the Colts? Yeah. That, oh my God, dude. That, that that's in that's in division, so it'll never happen. It won't. But, never but still, like, that's that would be the that would be the spot. Mm, they have the that's disgusting. Line. They have, they have disgusting. the receivers. They have the yep. backfield. Yeah, coach in like, the front office. Yep. Yep. That's You're all right. they would need, and that would be mm-hmm. legit. So so yeah. everyone threw three ish names out. Just to make it extra hard, let's do one more. Like, <laughs> let's dark horse it. Like, so so really dig deep. Um, I guess I mean, Lamar Jackson has to come up this time. Well, l- l- we already had. Okay, okay. I don't think he is though. Yeah. I don't think he is though. Like, here's here, like. Okay. Is is Lamar Jackson in the league for another ten years as a starting quarterback? I don't know, man. Like, I is he RG three? I. I he just won an MVP. Yeah, I, I, I do. I I think my more argument, I, I don't really have an argument against Lamar Jackson. I think it's more just I like those other guys better. But um, I, 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 I think my if I was going to criticize him and for some reason try to argue him off this list, like just for devil's advocate's sake, I, I would say I think that his situation has crumbled a little bit more than we give it credit for. That offensive line's a mess. That defense is a problem. That offensive weapons are just not coming together. Um, so I think that situation is, I think, messier than we give it credit for because we just give the Ravens credit for being well run when they're kind of in a bit of a valley as far as that goes. 
for sure. So I, I yeah. So and I, I think the post Ozzy Newsom era has not been perfect, and I don't see how it's gonna get any better. Yeah, but defenses are gonna start. They have more tape, and now they're gonna start adapting. And like I don't I don't know that Lamar Jackson can adapt. Like is he is he a uh, thrower I, or is he a pure runner? Like I think he's a pure runner, man. I don't know. I, I haven't been impressed I, I with, think, his, with his I, arm. So like, I anyway. I, mean, I think who Lamar Jackson is, is what it is. So my pick before anybody <laughs> yeah, else yeah. takes it, Dak Prescott. Ooh, I like that. I was I was going I to like take that. It, so I'm glad you jumped in. There. It's a, it's <laughs> a damn good pick. Me. That could be second tier pick. To be honest, mm-hmm. that could have already been mentioned. I like that. Man, you really forced me into a hole because that was my pick. <laughs> um, oh man, I don't. Uh, I think guys like Stafford and Russell Wilson. Ten are years. Too old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 They're not going to be there for ten years. Um, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. This is. Li- oh man, I don't even want to say it because I'm gonna get laughed at. All right, I'll just say it. Oh, Fuck yeah. it. It's, it's already the it. three. Tua. Say I'm going to say Tua. I think that people have shit on him far too early. I know there's haters here, one included. Mm-hmm. But I think he hasn't seen the field enough to see fully what he is even. He has all the weapons there. And I think if things start clicking and he starts building that confidence up, he could he could be a fucking baller. Um, that's to be seen. Like, yeah. This is his make or break season, um, I will admit. But, yeah. I, I don't go all that far, but I, I do think that's a good pick. I, I said I am way more pro Tua than against Tua, and I, people forget that It's a make-or-break season, literally, man. Literally <laughs> play. No, I would say this is his first year really going to see him because he had half a hip last year. You're right. People, like, don't – you cannot generate power. You cannot – yeah, it's I, you you have to, I think, throw most of last year out for Tua. That, that, that's my scouting opinion, but I don't know if I'll go on that. Whole well, so you I'm can gonna, say that to me all you want, but the fan base yeah. does not agree with you. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Which is fine, you know, because fans are, are, are great analysts. But, um, so, fuck, the, I am at the bottom of the pot now. So, what are we, like, 15 deep now? So, yeah. hmm. nine, oh, but yeah. Man. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm going to go super dark horse and go with the hyphiest guy of the moment and go Justin Fields. Um, ah, man, that's yeah. easy. I don't. All right. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't. well, I mean, where I'm at. Yeah, I get it. I get like, it. I get it. I, I'll go back to what I said about um, Kyler Murray, where, where part of owning the league is is having a style of play that cements you in an era and a time and, and, and makes you an icon of that time. And I think he has a potential to play, play ball that way. Like, Justin Fields is one of one when you talk Justin Fields. So I, I, I do think that, I mean, and that's not saying that, you know, he won't fail for one reason or another, but right. I, I do think that he has a potential to be something special. I mean, obviously, T-Law is T-Law. Like, he, he's going to be the, when you talk to quarterbacks of this class, it's going to always filter through him. But other than that, I think he's 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 the guy with the biggest potential to own the league. Yeah, I, 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 I'm more excited to watch him play than any other quarterback in this draft. I, I, mm-hmm. To be completely honest, uh, yeah, I mean... I think that's an easy pick, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't picked earlier. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I haven't seen him play yet. so I, True, it's, but it's you, it's the hype stretch. alone and the potential and even that team is, I mean, it's it's not a bad team. It just They need a good signal caller to put it all together. So It's going to feel weird if the Bears are good. And your like division. And you have to take seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to feel weird. It is. Because the Bears have been, like, good here and there, but they've never been, like, an organization that you feel like is matters in the league. Like, and, and so I think that unfortunately as a Packer fan might be changing here coming forward for the next 15 years or so. For sure. Yeah. I think it's a good pick. Cool, man. Well, cool. I do have one thing I'd like to talk about. Yeah. Um, okay. and it, again, this may be something no one gives a fuck about, but I'm losing my shit about it. Okay. Okay. So, if uh, <clears throat> never made the podcast before, I'm a huge arm wrestling fan. I fucking love arm wrestling. I watch arm wrestling. I love that shit. I fucking love that shit. So, I'm also a big fan of strongman competitions. I love watching strongman competition, like the Mountain um, okay. Beast, all these people. So there was a okay. big boxing match coming out between the Beast and the Mountain. I don't Postponed. Know if you- it is postponed. 
However, which is crazy because Hawthorne has been, um, both of them have been um, training for over a year now. In fact, yeah, but Eddie Hall got hurt. Eddie Hall uh, tore his bicep off his fucking bone. I know. I'm getting there. Um, Hawthorne has throwing a punch. Exactly. Um, The dude punches hard. I mean, let's be honest. They're both oversized human beings that shouldn't be in a boxing period. But Hawthorne has lost like 100 pounds. Like, I see you Googling it. Look it up. Hawthorne looks jacked as fuck. So he's 6'9", I think, 6'9", 6'10", and like 400 pounds or some shit. But he's like, he looks like me. He looks super skinny now. And he's been training with like world-class coaches and shit. He looks crazy. So they needed someone to fill in for Eddie Hall. And who the fuck did they pick? They picked fucking an arm wrestling champ, uh, Devin Lorette. I love Devin Lorette. Devin Lorette from Canada. He is, I think he's 6'5". He also weighs over 200. But he's a skinny dude, but he is a beast. He's a fucking awesome dude with giant... Jesus, goddamn Christ! Right. Look at his arms so, right if now. you've ever watched like, YouTube like or ever into this, looks like fucking Popeye. He looks he like, Popeye. like Popeye. Yeah, <laughs> Devil, but he's also Sir Car- Everyone loves Eddie. Uh, I'm sorry, not Eddie Hall. Well, everyone loves Eddie Hall in his own right, but everyone loves Devin Lorette because he's just such a charismatic dude. And honestly, he has a very strange build for arm wrestling because most arm wrestling guys are he just looks so goofy. He like, looks he has no pecs. He has giant he's a, arms. He's a skinny. So he's a skinny dude that's really tall. And most people that are in arm wrestling aren't like that. Most of them are just big hulking guys so watching him is fun in its own right they picked him to fight the mountain in five weeks so this guy can't even fully extend his arm he can't even fully extend his arms because all he does is train for um, arm wrestling and they picked him to fight someone who one is one of the strongest human beings on the planet is taller than him, has more reach than him, and has been training for over a year. It is the craziest thing. We've never seen human beings this big or strong fight each other. What if literally the first punch... The guy's head just explodes. Like he just like it's a, it's like a fucking anime. Like he just punches oh my like right God. through. It's like One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like dude. I fucking love it though, like, oh, man. That's why we don't let these guys fight. I love it because there's I, I don't know if anyone knows anything about like the reason why Eddie Hall and the Mountain hate each other so much is because of a strongman event that Eddie Hall won. I think back like, four or five years ago. I don't know. I think 2017 maybe, um, where. The mountain has a bunch of yes men around him. Like, I love the mountain. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. But there's a big thing because Eddie Hall won and is because a lot of the reps on the overhead press that the mountain had didn't count. And if you look at it, there's plenty of YouTube shit out there. They didn't count. They, they were bad reps. Like, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been, like, this grudge, and that's where this boxing match even came from. So that's why... Uh, uh, Fucking the mountain's been training so hard for this, and now all of a sudden he's just gonna pick some random guy that's never boxed his entire goddamn life. Uh, granted, Devin Lorette was special forces in Canada; like he, he's a beast in his own Tight right. Guy, yeah. However, you're you're fighting some guy that's way bigger than you. Like it's just it, I'm I'm pay per viewing this shit. I'm so hyped for this because it's gonna put so much attention on such a niche sport, which is arm wrestling. So it's kind of cool, but the dude's a psychopath. I love it. I'm I'm seeing some pictures of the mountain after he cut weight, and he looks like a fucking comic book. Dude, he's Jesus Christ. He's Shreddy Krueger. The dude looks insane, and he's still yeah. slow as fuck. Like I've seen his matches, but I'm not stepping in the fucking. Are you kidding me? He would literally fuck. kill me. It, the, if a guy can't straighten his arms, which you literally need to to punch another he human can. being, uh, he's gonna get vaporized. He's gonna get animated, dude. He's gonna, <sighs> it's gonna be over. I know, but I'm still gonna root for Devin Lorette because I fucking love Devin Lorette, and um, I'm. I know that like one percent, not less than one percent, because I don't think we have enough people listening to this podcast to make it one percent. But most people aren't gonna give a shit or even know who these people are. But man, I am so fucking hyped for this. I'm so excited. I'm happy for you. Hey, thank you. Thanks, buddy. I just want to bring it up. If anyone's like out there that's like into this like weird little niche sports, man, I know it's it's like one of the craziest things ever. (laughs) Well, I I did 
we mentioned jazz a jazzer size once and then i made it take over all of our socials so who knows maybe we'll have Dude. some picture shirtless pictures give me some devin lorettes give me some devin lorette over picks, and over man. again his forearms are bigger than my fucking legs like it's yeah they're ridiculous i'm looking at them right it's now. absolutely they're, they're, insane they're juicy. they're juicy okay there you go another episode of football hot boys in the can boys so uh, until until next time, all you hot boys out uh, and girls out there, go ahead to our Facebook page and uh, check out our memes and jazzer size and what I'm sure will be shirtless pictures of big buff Canadian men over the entire next week. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. And uh, so until next week, uh, stay hot out there, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Later. Later.